0: Hey guys, I'm Kylie Silva, and for my podcast, I chose the Netflix documentary, American Murder, The Family Nest Next Door. Um, and a little disclaimer, this can get really confusing because I'm sharing the information through the days that they shared it on the documentary. So the information is kind of all jumbled together. It's kind of, it's literally everywhere. Um, but let me introduce you to the main people involved. So we have Shanann Watts, her husband Chris Watts, and their two girls, Bella Watts, and she is age three, and Celeste, a.k.a. CC Watts, age two. Now, this family lived in a town in Colorado named Frederick. You would naturally think that this family was perfect. Shanann documented most of her life, song, life on Facebook, so a lot of the world knew a lot about her. Like especially one thing, she announced her pregnancy of their third child, Nico Watts, on Facebook. Chris, Chris's job was he worked in an oil company called Anadarko Petroleum, and Shannon, Shannan excuse me, worked from home for a direct sales company working on a product called Thrive. And at the time when Shanann and her girls went missing, she was 14 weeks pregnant. There's just some little additional information. So, Shanann and her two baby girls were reported missing on August 13th. Shanann had gotten home from a training in Arizona the night before she went missing around 2 a.m. She was dropped off by a friend, Nicole Atkinson, and wasn't heard from again. The reason she wasn't heard from again was she had a doctor's appointment about her pregnancy the following morning and she didn't go and nothing was happening. She wasn't answering her phone. Everybody was texting her, wasn't answering the phone. And then, so they called the cops and Chris came home right as the cops came and were asking to go inside and had to get permission. And from a job, he came home from a job site he had been called on. and they call it Servi 319 and it's an oil ranch out there, like an oil rig that they work at. And he was incredibly concerned and worried for his his wife and kids' safety. Uh, The cops then went to the next door in his neighbor's house because Nicole told them that they had a motion detecting camera. And it showed that on the TV, Chris was moving in and out of the garage putting like a large thing into the back of his truck, like the backseat area. And, but you couldn't see what he was putting in because there was a large bush in the way. And after showing that little clip on the TV, Chris left and the cop said, oh, I'm gonna get this information from your neighbor, blah, 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 this. And Chris left and his neighbor said, he's acting very weird, very weird. He's very, he's usually very quiet and conceived and laid back and doesn't talk much. But now he's over here blabbering his mouth, twitching everywhere, shifting side to side. And that kind of just didn't really give off good vibes to the neighbor and to the cops either. Okay, so now we're in August 14th, 2018, day number two of Shanann and her girls missing. Chris was interviewed by the news and by the a news station and at the same time that he was being interviewed a canine officer was going to the house and they didn't find anything regarding them being missing and one question that really stuck with me during the interview was the news reporter asked if even though it hurts and um, even though it's a touchy subject if chris and shenan had had an argument before she left for arizona chris then stated i don't want to call it an argument but i will call it an an emotional conversation is what we have but that's the thing i don't understand why can't you just admit you had a fight everyone fights that just that just little thing that he said stuck with me and i just wanted to share it uh, so anyways in this part of the ep- movie it showed that shanann and the girls had went to north carolina seven weeks prior to going missing, to visit grandparents. And Cece, the two-year-old, was a little girl that was literally allergic to everything, and the parents had to be so strict on that, and their other daughter couldn't eat this and that. And Chris's mom, Cindy, had bought both the girls' ice cream not thinking, and bought ice cream that had literally everything that Cece was allergic to in it. That then sparked a huge fight between Shanann and Cindy, and it ending by Cindy kicking them out. Shanann then told Chris, and he said, oh, I'm sorry about that. I'll fix it when I come to North Carolina. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. That didn't happen. Chris then comes the last week that the girls and Shanann are staying in North Carolina, and she noticed that he's acting super strange. Like, he's not showing any attention to her, uh, mostly staying away with their Away from her, mostly spending time with the girls, not really talking to her. But she decides to just brush it off, blaming it on the fight that she and his mom had had a couple weeks before he came. So that didn't really... That was not a good... I think she should have just thought, something's wrong, something's going on. I should not just be blaming it on an argument. He did something, he did something. Why is he not paying attention? Yeah. So now we're on to August 15th, 2018, day missing three. Chris then takes a polygraph test, also known as just a lie test, and they go through all the questions, asking him all the questions, and they actually have to re-ask him all the questions because he's so fidgety and his heart rate is so, so high that the answers aren't going through correctly. So then they do it again and then the lady waits for the results and another detective walks in and they talk about it and he says he has failed it. And another thing that I found interesting was the, detect- the female detective said, if you're coming in here to take a polygraph test and you know your answers and you know that you had something to do with this, you are stupid. You are actually stupid to come in and take a polygraph test. If you had something to do with her disappearance and the girl's disappearance. And Chris is, oh, no, no, I didn't have anything to do with it. Oh, no, I promise. I promise. Like, and then he ends up failing it. They then begin to question him about the failed test and the failed questions. And then that leads him to feeling so overwhelmed that he admits to having an affair with another lady um, named Nicole Kessinger. Now don't get her confused with the first Nicole, that was Shanann's friend. This is a totally different Nicole. He had told her that him, or Chris told Nicole that him and his wife were in the process of a divorce and she would be out of his life soon. Which, no, they were not getting a divorce. No, they were not, He, she, no. <laughs> and he also fails to mention to this Nicole that his wife is pregnant. She had to figure that out through the media after she had went missing. So this poor lady was literally just as confused as the rest of the world was. After getting all of that out of Chris, they then use a tactic asking if Shanann had did anything to the girls, making him have to do something to her because at this point, he was very highly suspected that he was the one for the disappearance of his wife and kids. At this point when they asked that he got all awkward when they asked and mumbled for his dad to come in the officers allowed that and they told his dad what was happening he already knew what was happening and that they were sure he would had done it so his father came in and did the exact same thing asking if shenan had done something to them and he responded with she smothered them so i had to kill her i had to dad he responded quietly and at this moment the change of this poor man's face Chris's father's face broke my heart. He broke down hearing his son say this. And after admitting that, the detectives ask where Shanann and the girls' bodies are, and he says they're at Survey 319, the job site he had claimed he went at, and then when they went missing, came home from that thing, from that site looking for them. So they got a picture of the area, and he points to where Shanann is buried, and asks where the girls are, and he says... They're in the oil tanks. They're inside of it. No pain, no remorse, no sadness, nothing on his face. Saying his little girls are in an oil tank. Honestly, it makes me sick. He, at that point, was then arrested for killing of the killing of just his wife, Shanann. Okay, now we are on... August 16th, 2018, and she. this is Day Missing 4. And honestly, guys, it does not get better from here. Uh, they do recover Shanann's body and show pictures from the crime scene. Her and a and sheet, and it, it's just, ugh, it's bad. But then it shows a receipt on the screen of a bar and grill known as Lazy Dog in which a receipt pops up and it shows that Chris spent $60 worth on drinks and food when he had told Shanann, oh, I'm getting a babysitter for a little bit for the girls while you're in Arizona. On This was on a Saturday night. I'm getting a babysitter and I'll be just out by at a guy's house and we'll be watching the game, drinking some beers, getting some food. That was not right. Shanann then got a notification showing this when he had texted her saying all this. This then escalated into her looking her looking farther into the bills and seeing all this money being charged to all these different restaurants. When at that point, he was not out at a friend's house drinking beers. He was with this Nicole lady that he was having an intimate affair with. But then Shanann decided to just say, um, Okay, I believe you. You probably just spent a lot of money with your friends. Which honestly, in my opinion, was a very dumb decision. She could have... She literally could have kept digging and she would have figured out that there is an affair. And she could have just left then. So now, at this point in the documentary, it is three months later. Chris confesses. Not only for Shanann's death, but his daughter daughter's death too. He then has a trial and is charged with nine accounts. The accounts being first-degree murder of Shanann Watts, first-degree murder of Bella Watts, and first-degree murder of Celeste Watts, unlawful termination of a pregnancy of Nico Watts, and three accounts of tampering with a human deceased body. In court, he had explained what had happened, and it just made my tom- stomach twist, as he literally had no expression on his face. It was completely blank. He did not feel any remorse, anything. This man, oh... He explained that Shannon got home from Arizona and brought herself onto him, leading into a very intimate night. He then woke up next to next morning with the feeling that I think I think she knows about the affair. And before he knew, he said, I had my arms around her neck and I strangled her. Disgusting. His daughter Bella then walked into the room asking what was wrong with mama, and him saying she's okay. That sentence makes me disgusted. Why would you ever say that? In general, just to or just in why would you ever say that or just in general do these things? He then wraps Shanann in a sheet and puts her in the truck with his daughters and remembers the and with his daughters. Excuse me, and remember that the camera's at the neighbor's house. Remember that part? Seeing him putting something large into the truck, that was his wife. His wife. He then expri- explained, bringing them to through 319, burying his wife, and then suffocating Cece with her special blanket that Cece carried around with her everywhere, and Bella also had a blanket just like that for herself. He suffocated Cece, and he simply said, she was easy, didn't fight, didn't do anything. Disgusting, just disgusting. After killing his first daughter, he says every time I now close my eyes, I can hear Bella say, Daddy, no. After throwing her into the oil tank, alive, alive and well with her sister, alive. I hope this man rots in jails. I hope he stays in there and never comes out again. He did all of this because he wanted to have a younger chick by his side to be with Nicole. Just have a younger chick by his side because he was done with the relationship. And let me say, Shanann and Chris were together for eight years before he did these things, before he made these disgusting choices. (sighs) Okay. Well, that is the end of this podcast. And I appreciate you listening to it. It's not very, it's not very a fun topic, but it needed to be shared.